Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Big Dumb Monsters. I am Nick. And I am Chris. Oh yeah. And this week we are talking about 1988's Pumpkinhead. Uh, we'll tell you right now, uh, not our favorite of the movies we've done. Um, we'll, we'll, we kind of keep touching back on this. Like, we don't want to be too harsh on it. Um, but it just, it didn't click for us for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. You, I mean, you can't win them all. So we don't love it. We don't hate it. It's, it's right there. <laughs> it's a thing we watched. So yeah. now you get to hear us talk about it. It's definitely a movie. <laughs> But we do have plenty of murder she wrote, so there's that. <laughs> the streak continues. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Bye-bye. This movie uh, was living in my memories as a much higher quality film than it turned out to be. You know what? I have never seen this, and I had I had the same thing going on, just because it's one of those things that like it's one of those movies you you hear about a lot. Like I I honestly could not believe I've never seen it until we did it for this movie, just because it was always on HBO back in the day. Yeah. Um. And again, it was just one of those movies you feel like everybody else, like I know had seen it. Like there's just no reason I, I should never have seen this. And then lo and behold, uh, yeah, it was not, uh, I will say I didn't hate it. Uh, I liked this movie better than I liked the stuff. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, not, uh, I don't see what all the hubbub was about. I don't know. I think it, it's one of those ones that lives on its reputation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because like within the horror community, like this, this, I mean, it's not like revered, but it's, it's up there, like in, in people's consideration. Um, <laughs> I'm almost yeah. wondering if I'm losing a little something, not having seen it at the time, like in the, you know, the early nineties, the late eighties when it originally came out. I think that could be it yeah. because like, it's, it's definitely dated. Like it's got that late eighties feel to it. Yeah. And like I don't have that nostalgia, like feeling when I when I like a lot of the movies that we've done, like our movies that I've seen, and like have like a you know a sense for like a memory for. Yeah, I I only saw this maybe once or twice as a kid, mm-hmm. and then coming back to it as as an adult, it's it's definitely lacking. And uh, I I I watched it the second time, and like I I kind of tried to to pinpoint what I didn't like. And I think there's a lot of like genericness to it. It is very, yeah, very generic. Uh, even like I was, I was about to say it's generic in the beginning, but it's actually kind of generic the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, mm, it's almost got like a pet cemetery vibe to it. Yeah, I feel. The, I mean, even down to the with look the dead of the monster, kid and, the, and 
I yeah. I feel like this is like a couple of different horror movies kind of like cobbed together. Uh yeah. almost in a, a Frankenstein sense, uh to to, yeah. to riff on our theme here. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't yeah, but even the design of, of the of the monster was I mean, there's just nothing really like standout about him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's your your prototypical big dumb monster. You know, it's it's big. It's got claws and fangs, but there's yeah. nothing. There's no like hook to it. No like nothing memorable about it. It's just a rubber suit monster that's just kind of forgettable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like sorry. Go ahead. The design, like I can, like I know Pumpkinhead when I see him, mm-hmm. so it's not like it's so generic that it blends into everything. But there's nothing that's really like super unique. I mean, even I mean? down like, to the color of it, it's just one, like yeah, it's gray. Yeah, monochromatic, just gray <laughs> all over. Like you know, it's just. Uh, I, I feel like it's not quite a xenomorph. It's not quite like the facial is almost like Freddy Krueger looking, and like the color, it's not quite well actually the that that part where it gets kind of freddy krueger-ish that's where like the the kind of unique vibe from the movie starts to stand out Mm -hmm. because like um you know uh ed harley you know summons basically summons the the spirit of vengeance monster to you know get revenge on these these college kids or, or city kids um but then it, it kind of um, haggis alludes to the 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 price that you have to pay mm-hmm. to to do this, and you notice that he eventually starts to become like one with the monster. Yeah, which towards kind of cool. The end of the movie, yeah, because I, I, I didn't. That was one thing as I was going through. I didn't understand why he suddenly kind of like didn't. He was just trying to stop the monster all of a sudden. They didn't really make that clear unless I just kind of zoned out. You know, maybe I think you might have zoned out. Like they, they don't like really go into depth about it, but they allude to the fact that like he can see and kind of feel everything that's going on with uh, Pumpkinhead. Yeah, yeah, because he so, he does kind of like kind of vibe out whenever like something's going on. He like yeah, like kind of links. So it with makes it. it like yeah, he links with it. Makes it like super personal for him. And through all these kills, like he can, it's like he's seeing it and he's feeling it. And he's like realizing that the the mistake that he made. Yeah. And I guess he's he's coming to the realization that like, yeah, there's this, this horrible thing that happened to his son and to him, but it it was an accident. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And so like, yeah, it's like so his his step in his grief that he took was too drastic, and he, he's coming to that realization. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's. But it's too late, and the price that he has to pay is that um, he starts becoming, like, one with, with Pumpkinhead. So um, Pumpkinhead kind of gets his facial features, and you see him kind of start to Yeah, his to eyes, like, kind of, like, like his eyes get all crazy. Bloody. Yeah. I did, um, I did dig that aspect. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, and then at the end, the very end, when Haggis is burying the the pumpkin head like you know small corpse it's wearing that necklace that his son had made for him so you get the sense that well not even get the sense that it's pretty pretty straightforward that he has become that spirit of vengeance now 
So the next person that digs that up, it's going to be him. Oh, I see. I missed that. Okay. So he's like, he's like that base, like template basically for the next pumpkin head. Right. Okay. See, like they should have leaned more into that stuff. Those details are like what sets it apart, you know, from other horror movies that makes it less generic, you know, things like that. Yeah, I think that if they if they did more with that, it would have been cooler. Yeah, a little bit more of the mythos behind, you know, like Pumpkinhead. And, um, you know, we get that yeah. little glimpse in the beginning. Uh, and, and are we supposed to believe that he's the kid in that? That uh, he is, Yeah, he is the kid. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, and that was his father that was uh, telling that guy he was going to shoot him if, if he uh, didn't leave. Okay, see, yeah, again, like, this is where they should have leaned into the movie. I feel like maybe because, you know, Stan Winston was directing that everybody's attention is kind of drawn to the monster when, you know, I don't want to jump too far ahead of myself. He really didn't have too much say in the monster. He kind of, you know, gave them a general idea and, you know, his, his they had an effects team working on it. So I think that's yeah, kind of... they like, had a really... They had a really good effects team too. Yeah. Um, and you know, like the the quality of everything that's going on, like special effects wise, is really good too. It's just yeah, on paper, this nothing... should be a, like a great horror movie, and like, yeah, it's just it did not click with me. I, I don't want to shit on it too much because it's it's certainly not the worst movie I've ever seen. But yeah, it just oh yeah, I, I, I was going into it thinking like. All right, this is going to be one of those movies that I like. I know I've always, you know, was just going to love if I ever took the time to just sit down and watch it. And man, was that not yeah. the case? If you'd have done it maybe twenty five years ago, you probably would have. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's kind of the 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 hitch the hitch in your plan here. <clears throat> um, some of the acting performances were were pretty horrible too. Um, yeah, the one guy. I mean, like. Uh, Lance Hendrickson, awesome as always. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah, all those all those city guys, yeah, not great. The one guy, yeah, they obviously have the head bad guy there, Joel. He, you know, he's very over the top. Um, but I think it's the dude who plays his brother, um, Steve. Maybe I think is his name. There, uh, I think so. Yeah. There are a couple of scenes where he, his voice and like cadence are completely identical to like a couple of different Bruce McCulloch characters uh and kids in the hall. Yeah. I mean like there's I oh, what the hell does he say? Like I think it's when Joel is asking like about what happened after he left and like well the father came and and you know we, I think it's going to be okay. <laughs> like he sounded exactly like yeah. a Bruce McCulloch character. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. Yep. But he did. I don't know. It's like it's almost like he didn't know how he wanted to play that character, because there's that kind of aspect to it, and then there's, you know, like uh, right after the accident, he stays behind, uh, and and waits for Ed to come back, mm -hmm. and he almost plays it like a simpleton once once he gets uh, to him. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, it's like he's just like, oh, here, here, he's try like handing him his glasses. He's like, it was an accident. You know, not saying he was playing it like simple Jack, but he's definitely maybe a little bit of a Forrest Gump. <laughs> simple Jack. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, I, I had high hopes, like such high hopes for this, but like, I don't know. It was just. I'm gonna go back. No, sorry. Go oh, sorry. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I, I, I just want to say it was just mediocre. Like it, it wasn't horrible, but it just wasn't memorable for me in in, in many ways. Yeah. That's that's pretty much how it is for me. Like, I didn't hate it. I'm actually I'm planning on going back for the sequels to see if they they lean into the the mythos or if they kind of develop anything new. Yeah, it it sounds really like they exciting. do. Like they do kind of lean into the mythos. I think they kind of go into more on how like there are different pumpkin heads and you know each one has has like different properties and kind of powers and stuff. Yeah, because they they specify like that. This one is like the spirit of vengeance or the the demon of vengeance or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and there's like, what the hell was it? She said like for every haggis, like, haggis. human, yeah, for every sin or whatever. Yeah. And that's that's like a really cool idea. I just wish they had done a little more with it. They um, I think the name could have been way way better too. Pumpkinhead? Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. if you're gonna call if you're gonna call the movie Pumpkinhead, at least, you know, give the fucking monster like some kind of you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be like a jack-o'-lantern head, but like give him like Well, I mean it give him like it was a little a little pumpkin shape. Yeah, it was bulbous, but like give it like cool, like kind of like you know, that gourd, like tough, like pumpkin skin, like on the outside type of thing. Like you know, yeah. or maybe even like his, you know, like fucking like muscles look like the twisty like the you know the pumpkin roots on top you know yeah something like that like i don't know like that I, could be right yeah i just uh i don't yeah it's like if they had called hellraiser pinhead you know it's like that it, the, there's not that much oomph yeah to it. it's a dude with pins in his head all right but like that that title like you know that, like they would have kind of like brought the movie down a little bit if it was just pinhead yeah <laughs> Uh, I, like I'm seriously trying know, to like man. I'm trying to like steer it to something positive, and I like I uh, I like the overall vibe of the movie, the like the setting, how it's very like you know Appalachian, like kind of rural backwoods. Oh yeah, and, like the total dirt farmers. I, I love the look of that cemetery too, where he has to like dig up the like the the original well the original but like the pumpkin head temple. Nah, man. For me, that, like that was too like cartoony. It was very Tim Burtony for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was very Tim Burton. <laughs> and if the the rest of the movie had matched that vibe, I could dig it, and it would be cool. Mm -hmm. But it's it felt very out of place. Like that the design was cool for a different movie. You know what I'm saying? I just realized how very Pet Cemetery that. It whole part is too you mentioned that earlier yeah it's it's a vibe it's definitely a vibe it's yeah like it's like part like i said part alien part pet cemetery part maybe like the hills have eyes type of thing like you know killer hillbillies yeah well i mean the hillbillies themselves aren't really killers yeah, it's but the hillbilly witch. The uh, they definitely went overboard with the like dust bowl dirt farmer depression era. Like, <laughs> I feel family. like 
I feel like they were <laughs> like like in uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Like all the extras are literally just like toiling in mud and shit. Like it's pretty much how everybody in this movie is who's not a main character. Yeah, it's like everybody is dressed in in dirt brown. Yeah, like rags. And it looks and it looks like the the like the nineteen thirties. <laughs> And meanwhile, you've got these like city kids on dirt bikes riding around. <laughs> and I want to say, I, I, I might have been on the Amazon description. They definitely sold me a different movie than what I got. They're like, you know, a, a gang of bikers, like, you know, kills a kid by accident. When I hear that sentence, I'm, I'm picturing something <laughs> completely different. Like, you should have specified yeah. dirt bikers. Yep. <laughs> yeah, these are not. Bikers. Yeah, they're like glorified BMX riders. <laughs> <laughs> they're one motor away from being a BMX rider, basically. <laughs> Extreme mopeds. Oh, <Yeah. laughs> uh, fucking razor scooter with a two-stroke in it. Yeah. Oh, um, man. I gotta tell you, man. Like, I I feel for this Ed Harley character. Like, a hundred percent. Like, I, I am with it. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely said, I, well, before we started recording, I, I said how uh, how annoyed I was by the kid. Uh, but I, I definitely, for sure, like, you know, when, the, when, that first, when that kid, like, first, like, was kind of still hanging on after the accident, I'm like, oh, please don't let this kid die. Please don't let this kid die. Then, yeah. Yeah, I felt, I felt absolutely fucking terrible. And I don't know if it's because, you know, I have sons who are very small. Or what, but the more I watch these, you know, movies where, you know, terrible shit happens to kids, the worse I feel. I, I can understand that. I, I don't, you know, I don't have, you know, I'm a, I'm a childless, like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a, uh, I don't want to say, uh, fuck. Anyway, I don't have a kid is what I'm trying to you're, say. You're a man without kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of the, not heathen, but whatever. I don't have a kid is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I, I can understand that, you know... I've... You know, like a spinster. <laughs> yes, I'm an old spinster. <laughs> um, but I, uh, ever since, like, you know, getting a dog, I feel the same way about dog... I, I've never noticed how how many movies I watch in which dogs die, and now it bothers yeah. the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And so, so you know, this like, this this shit happens to his son, and, and like... From the moment that happens until they stop showing him, mm-hmm. like my chest hurt a little bit, and you know I don't know if that's a thing they were going for, but if it was, it worked. <laughs> so to to see like the the grief and wanting you know revenge, I I am on board a hundred percent with Ed Harley character. Yeah, yeah. And and Lance Henriksen plays it really, really well. Like, he doesn't go completely overboard, you know, with the breakdown and, and just crying all the time or whatever. Like, he, he plays it like a big stoic dude who every now and then he'll let it slip, you know? Yeah. But you can see <laughs> that, like, it, he's, he's, like, he's dying inside. Which I think is, is one of uh, Lance Henriksen's like really good qualities like he can show enough emotion to really get the point across without going crazy with it yeah yeah he can moderate that yeah 
Yeah. I uh, we're, I just got to the scene where they're, they're, he gets to Haggis's kind of cabin. I really wish they would have done more here, too. Like, the look of like Haggis is cool. Like, um, you know, they, they did some... Yeah, they light it really well, too. Yeah, like, I could have used a little bit more detail, like, in the cabin. Maybe it looked a little bit more creepier. Um, again, give me a little bit more, like, backstory on Haggis, too. Like, just anything to make this less just generic, like, horror movie yeah. at the time. The- yeah, it's like when they introduce a new part of the movie, it's very abrupt. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there is that there is that uh, tactic for, for storytelling where if you want people to, to kind of buy in and believe that it's a part of the world, you don't explain everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I, when I was in, a, in the writing uh, school at SUNY, I used to get kind of like my wrist slapped for that, like, don't always spoon feed everything to the audience. Like let them guess a little bit. Um, but still like you can go too far with that. Like where we're just left, you know, there's clearly like some lore to this. There's clearly like a backstory. Like I just yeah. I wanted a little bit more just to give the world a little bit more detail. Just to, like I said, make it less just plain and generic. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think if they added a little little bit more to everything, you would have had a much more successful story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Again, I feel bad that we're shitting on this movie, but, like, I just, I had such a high expectation going into this. Yeah. I feels you. <laughs> I'm at the, uh, the graveyard scene, and, uh, I, oh, I'm just past that. Yeah, you know what? I'll save it. Okay. Hold on. Do you get an Evil Dead vibe off of that? Yeah, now that you mention it, like the kind of the the very look of it, the over is like the yeah. over-exaggerated the look way of everything. Lit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I, they're just... I like. I, that's what I was going to say a few minutes ago. I feel like this also kind of suffers... Um, because of the time period it came out in the late eighties, like they were cranking out horror movies like crazy. So again, yeah. not having seen this at the time, you know, only seeing it now, I'm just, I just kind of lumping it in with all the other, like just, you know, similar movies to this. I, you know, I could I probably like list a million of, well, <laughs> somebody else could list a million of them, but I know I've seen like a, you know, like a million of like these movies, uh, especially right around the yeah. early, late eighties, early nineties. Like if you had HBO, like there was always like one of these like kind of low budget horror movies on. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering if these guys were under like a, a, like a real big time crunch where maybe they wanted to add more to like flesh out this world, but they couldn't. Because of whatever time constraints they were, you know, I don't know. I like I in my research, it didn't sound like it. Um, yeah, it actually sounded like everything was kind of relaxed and like easygoing and just very like you know they said it was fun and kind of you know like a jovial atmosphere. So yeah. I don't know if well, I mean, yeah. I mean, like it, maybe like during the script writing, you know, yeah, maybe if if they were under. Some kind of some know. kind of uh, time crunch. It's just like everything should work on paper, and like I don't know. So again, maybe it's just because we're we're too far removed from the time and place, and you know, it, it could be yeah. because I mean, I guess 
I guess if you look at this from the stance of like what else was out by 1988, you know, maybe it's not that bad. But we've become jaded because we've seen so much. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I feel, yeah, I, I keep stuttering over that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I just, yeah, maybe yep. it's just something like that where we're just, our lens is just too kind of, you know, corroded and corrupt, not corroded, but just refocused on other stuff. Yeah. All right. Let's, I want to give it a rating. I, I don't, again, I don't want to say it's bad. I don't want to say I loved it. I will give it like a 5.5 just to, just to nudge it in the right direction, but still kind of, I, you know, express my like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in like a five, five, maybe a six because I mean the, there are a lot of really cool things that I do like about it. Like the, the haggis makeup is great. The, a lot of the lighting and, and like actual like scene sculpting is really good mm -hmm. it just suffers suffers from a lot of inconsistency you know where like you don't really get the vibe you know like there's that like whole tim burtony cemetery scene the the blandness of the the monster like he looks quality it just is very yeah they did bland they did a great job on it i just feel like the design was where they kind of skimped not on the execution yeah and like every once in a while it would have this like stupid shit-eating grin <laughs> yeah. he looked like willem dafoe like... and it fucking like, <laughs> especially if you've ever seen yeah. like the um they did like a, a version of the green goblin for this first spider-man movie where it was going to be more like the the comic version that they did they ended up not doing it and it looks kind of like that too. yeah <laughs> lamo um, I was gonna say I I kind of wonder if you know since this is Stan Winston's first uh, directorial you know you know effort maybe is that why everything's just kind of you know just muted and not kind of standoutish maybe just because he's still kind of I I you know looking at his IMDb he only directed six things it looks like most of them were music videos um, the only other movie I think he did was a gnome named Norm. <laughs> which they just Ugh. did recently on how did this get made? Um, yeah, everything else for him was was like special effects stuff, right? Like he he did all the special effects for like the Terminator movies and and Predator, yeah, and shit Jurassic like that. Park. Right. Um, he even did the, the effects for the first Iron Man movie. Oh shit! Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna say he's uh, he's he's better off doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a bit ha like having you know, uh, the world's greatest like Italian chef make you you know some barbecue. <laughs> you yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. Like, it, will it be edible? Sure. Will it be good? Mm, Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Oh. I yeah. I just I I wished I wished it would have been so much better, but uh. Yeah, it it had all the potential in the world. Yeah, on paper, uh, this all just, should work out. Yeah. Oh, regrets. Anyway, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's move along into the next segment. Uh, let's. Alrighty. Talk about some trivia. Let's get that trivia. 
Not to bother you with trivia. The um, aside from Lance Hendrickson, the biggest star in this movie. Uh, I'm kind of verging, you know, verging into better known as territory. Uh, but apparently, the dog uh, who plays um, uh, Gypsy, uh, his name is Mushroom. Oh, Mushroom. Yeah, he's the dog from Gremlins. Get out of yeah. here. He, uh, the dog actor Mushroom, who played Ed Harley's dog Gypsy, also played Barney in Gremlins 1984. That's awesome. He did all of his own stunts as he also did his own stunts for Gremlins. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever heard of a stunt dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, usually, uh, you know, not to give away too much about Hollywood back in the day, but uh, <laughs> if the dog made it through, good for the dog. <laughs> yeah. Great. He can be in a new movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. If not, well, I guess not. Yeah. There's plenty of other dogs out there. Um, <laughs> so apparently uh, Lance Fucking Henderson terrible. had his own dentures made for the character. I did notice like his teeth. like Oh, really those goofy front teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he... And th- the first time I watched it, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with his teeth? I thought maybe like, like, did I never notice that? Lance Henriksen had fucked up yeah, teeth. Big buck teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, those were uh, dentures that he had made up. Uh, he also pretty much got his own wardrobe uh, altogether uh, for the movie. Yeah. Um, which again seems like pretty much par for the course for Lance Henriksen. Like, I pretty much feel like whatever he's in, he just shows up and they just start filming him. It's like this is me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, apparently, uh, he also gathered all the silver dollars himself that he used to pay Haggis. Uh, yeah, oh, really? he visited several pawn shops. Uh, he said most of the, uh, the silver dollars fell through the floorboards of Haggis's shack where they may still lie. So if you're, uh, you know, a coin hunter of some sort, uh, actually, you know what, when I was watching this on Amazon, uh, and like the x-ray, like movie facts thing that pops up. They gave me the address of the uh, the location of the cabin. What? Yeah, I, was, I just happened to like click on it. And it was like, this was filmed at like 1408, like Topanga Canyon Boulevard. Like, what the fuck? That's, that's wild. I wonder if that was on. Yeah, that's like the address on a soundstage, maybe. It's got to be. Um, actually, that leads me into my next uh, another trivia fact. Um, there's the cabin, the one that I just mentioned. Uh, was also the cabin that served as Tommy Jarvis's residence in uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. I think Part Four is the one that he's in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's in a different part of the thing. Hold on. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Did I? Write? Oh no, cabin where Steve and the other go. Steve and the others go is the same one used as the Jarvis house. In Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter. So yeah, that is the fourth one. Mm. Yeah, and far from the final chapter yeah. too. <laughs> Not even like the midway point. No. <laughs> um, close. But yeah. No cigar. Uh, Florence Schoeffler played Haggis. The um, the costume and the makeup that she wore all together weighed about sixty five pounds. What? Yeah, that's crazy. I don't understand how. 
Like, it's a latex mask and rags. Uh, I'm assuming there's probably, like, prosthetics to, like, make her look maybe, like, a little, like, hunched over and, you know, maybe, like, some, like, harness and, you know, kind of framework inside the costume or something. Wow, maybe. And I'm sure that makeup isn't uh, light either. That latex makeup is probably pretty heavy. Hmm. Um, 65 pounds is a lot to put on an old lady. Yeah, that's like wearing fireman gear basically on your face. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, this is the one I mentioned before. This was the directorial debut of Stan Winston. Uh, fun, in quotes, was in fact the prevalent mood on the pumpkin headset. Uh, despite many additional burdens and responsibilities, Winston brought the same sense of humor and lighthearted directing uh, spirit to directing Pumpkinhead as he had with all of his creature effects assignments. Uh, he was fun and completely relaxed on the set, according to Alec Gillis. Uh, I think he was one of the special effects guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. As if he had, didn't have a care in the world. Well, maybe Stan, if he cared a little bit more about the universe this movie was set in, <laughs> it would have been a little bit. Yeah. Two idiots wouldn't be bitching about it. <laughs> two morons who could not make anything <laughs> close to a movie resembling like you know of this quality uh no <laughs> um the one scene that made lance hendrickson most want to take the role uh was the scene where uh billy is after he's dead uh he kind of sits up and starts like kind of questioning uh what lance hendrickson has done uh, as far oh yeah know. uh moving on pumpkin head doesn't really resemble a pumpkin no shit. <laughs> uh, it gets the name from the fact that summoning it involves digging up a corpse that's been buried in a pumpkin patch. Sort of. <laughs> there, there were two pumpkins there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were a couple, like, strewn about. Oh, man, this is my favorite scene. Okay, so it's playing. The scene where Pumpkinhead grabs that girl... And, like, kind of smushes her face into the glass. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, look what I've got. And then, pow, right through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. It's like he's playing with them. I'm looking at Haggis now. Like, they're really, yeah. I don't know what could have, like. What could have weighed sixty five pounds? Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, I you know I get the makeup is heavy, like the wig is just stringy hair. Yeah. Huh. I don't know, man. It's IMDb. Yeah, it's whatever. Moving on. Uh, it's like the early days of Wikipedia. <laughs> anything goes. Uh, apparently, Stan Winston requested. Looks uh, like the screenwriters made both made both Pumpkinhead and Haggis much darker than in the original script. Um, it doesn't really specify. I know this was based on a poem, uh, of all things. Um, so I I don't know how, how lighthearted a poem about a vengeance, a hillbilly vengeance demon can be, but... Uh, I don't know. Stan well, Winston it's probably... Little, uh, lighter, or darker. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, I wonder if that's... Um... <clears throat> uh, like that song that the kids were singing in the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, that was, that's right. Which uh, the Misfits later used in their song, "Pumpkinhead." I that was uh, actually my last fact. I have uh, it's way down the list. 
Uh, the horror punk band The Misfits released a song entitled Pumpkinhead, which was featured on their album Famous Monsters in 1999. Oh, yep. I just got to the face mushing uh, scene. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> he's like, he's just like grinding it around a little bit on the glass. <laughs> like he's stomping out a cigarette. Um, uh, instead of a blonde. <laughs> um, also in that scene where they're, where they're reading the pumpkin, uh, the pumpkin head uh, poem or whatever, uh, one of those kids is Mayim Bialik, uh, current yep. host of Jeopardy slash uh, vaccine questioner. I, yeah, I didn't realize that was her uh, both times I watched it. Then I, <clears throat> I did the, uh, the better known as research and went back and looked at her and I'm like, oh yeah, that is literally her head on a child's body. <laughs> Same face. <laughs> Just tiny body. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's like good genetics or what, but like her face has not changed in 30 plus years. <laughs> um, uh, apparently this is, uh, this movie is kind of a, uh, kind of like a touchstone for a lot of independent movies. They made this whole movie for $3 million, uh, which, you know, even at that time, considering the, like the detail and the look of the monster, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm wondering who took a pay cut. Uh, definitely the actors. Definitely the yeah. actors. <laughs> well, they didn't take a pay cut. They probably, <laughs> they probably got paid more than they ever. They did. earned that scale. <laughs> yeah. Um, among the celebrity fans uh, of this cult classic, uh, novelist Anne Rice, uh, author of the Vampire Chronicles. Really. Mm -hmm. Well, so says, I would think uh, she had had IMDb anyway. I would have thought she had better taste than that. <laughs> uh, apparently, this. By the way, I am, I am excited for that interview with the Vampire TV. Yeah, show, I am too. The Vampire Chronicles TV show. I uh, I love that movie, man. That's a really good movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long. Queen time. of the Dam, not so much. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a letdown. I really <laughs> love the book, uh, Vampire Lestat, and that's like part of that. Uh, movie that yeah that was uh vampire Lestat was the direct sequel to interview with the vampire yeah. and then i think queen of the damned or no queen no, of the damned is one queen of the, the books like memnock queen of the damned is like or is it the mummy one i think I queen of the damned is like the fifth fifth book or whatever yeah. there's a lot like there's a, a fucking lot Cause uh, she had <clears throat> she had written a bunch of those, and then she went on her like Jesus books, and then she got back into them after yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, I am looking forward to that show. That that hopefully will be good. Yeah. Um, this was apparently set to be released by the Dino De Laurentiis Entertainment Group. Um, they were like notorious like eighties like uh, movies. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head, but there. I know that. Yeah, name. they were like a, the the cheesy like Thursday night prime movies on HBO. Yeah. Um uh they went bankrupt and apparently this got a release from United Artists under a different name. Uh it was called Vengeance the Demon. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> Somehow worse than Pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck 
fuck do you do that? Vengeance hyphen the demon. <laughs> I don't think so. Um. Oh, that's wretched. Yeah. Jesus, they did not do good with the uh, titles in this movie. <laughs> Um, back to the scene with the kids uh, and Maya and Bialik. Uh, two of those kids are Stan Winston's kids. Nah, no <laughs> shit. Um, well, there's where part of your budget went. <laughs> um, f- f- as far as the monster, um, from the sculpture, studio artist, uh, from the original sculpture of the monster, studio artist and mechanics created a suit and a head which was worn on the set by Pumpkinhead, uh, by the Pumpkinhead performer, Tom Woodruff Jr. Uh, to avoid wear and tear on the suit, he was glued into the suit at the start of each day and remained in the suit for up to eight hours at a time. Ugh. That sounds like hell. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not like a special effects artist or anything, but I know that that shit does not breathe. Yeah. Especially like if they're filming this where it looks like they are like in the South somewhere, like it's really hot and humid and just, Oh yeah. Oh, there's, there's a second favorite scene of mine where he stabs a guy with a gun. Yeah. He stabs Joel with a not. (laughs) Yeah. Not the first time I've seen somebody get stabbed with a gun. (laughs) It looks like he's going to shoot him for a second and he just jams the gun into him. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Myers did it in one of his movies, too. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Was that two? I think that was two. I believe so, yeah. That was the one where Dick Warlock played uh, the shape. <clears throat> Dick Warlock is the... Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, also in this yeah, movie. I was say, yeah. I was, I'll leave that one to you. That's uh, I keep stepping on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, best, best name in horror movies Dick ever. Dick Warlock. Uh, apparently there was a scene at the beginning of the movie with all of the uh like the quote unquote bikers uh when mm. it was filmed that got cut out from the final version of the movie. Uh I really don't think we needed more time with them at all, so probably a good cut. Yeah. Fuck them. Um although the effect uh the effects team created the titular monster, Stan Winston was so busy with his directorial uh, duties that he was unable to directly supervise the work. Um, that was going back to what I said earlier. He surprisingly didn't have, you know, much hands-on work to do with the creature. Um, he was, you know, he was busy doing the directing. Um, so he left all the monster stuff to the team uh, that was working on it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, that's that's kind of a bummer, but I, like I, this. I guess he can't he can't really like make a movie and do the special effects stuff at the same time. Yeah. Kind of going back to going back to that, the De Laurentiis group actually reached out to Stan Winston initially to have him do the creature effects. Uh, and once he saw the script, he was like, uh, "You know, this might actually be a uh, you know a good project for me to, to you know to try my hand at directing on." So, oh, I'm just trying to like wet. Yeah, it they kind of they kind of fucked their own movie. I don't want to say they fucked it, but like <laughs> we're gonna get the top effects guy, and like, oh yeah, he wants to direct and not do the effects. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Uh, Armand Mastriani was the original director. I I don't know who he is. I don't know, but I love his roles. (laughs) Yes. Him and his brothers make the best roles. Mm hmm. Oh, boy. 
I don't know if that's a national brand, but I certainly hope it is. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I think it, it's definitely like kind of in this region. I don't know if it, it goes beyond that. But if yeah, for our one listener in Australia, <laughs> uh, they're just really good dinner rolls. <laughs> I'm sure you have some Australian term for them. Uh, mm. Bready cakes or something <laughs> like that. Uh, uh, we just lost the Australian listener. Damn it. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> Thanks for the statistics. <laughs> um, apparently, the uh, the effects team was so good that they managed to save a shitload of money on the overall budget of the film. Um, so again, you know, they they only had three million dollars to make this, and I don't think you could make that creature today for three million dollars in a movie. I don't know. I mean, if you only paint it one fucking color. Yeah. It's probably the natural color of the foam that they used to make it. To. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not even painted. Uh, yeah. I like that we're shitting all over their heads, but like we could <laughs> okay. never do that. Yeah. Uh, I've had a hand in making some movies in, you know, in my day and none of them are compared to this. Yeah. Uh, apparently there was a comic uh, called Pumpkinhead, The Rites of Exorcism. Uh, was supposed to run for four issues, got canceled after two. Damn! <laughs> I want to say that was a Dark Horse comic. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's like some Boom Studios shit. <laughs> Stan Winston and the filmmakers strongly clarified that they did not indeed want a creature with a literal pumpkin on its head. <laughs> Which, I don't know, might have been a little bit cooler. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, oh man! Uh, this is going back to like there being different pumpkin heads, possibly. Uh, the nature of this pumpkin head is unknown, and some fans speculate that it might be the incarnation of the de- of a demon. The pumpkin head of this film does things such as speak, while the pumpkin heads of later films don't. So it could be different demons kind of creating the different monsters in the movies. When did this thing speak? I want to say he said he didn't like you know wasn't like quoting Shakespeare but I want to say like kind of like a Hulk smash type of thing I think he might have said it at one point but again I, I, I don't I know I was yeah I kept like I kept having to pull myself away from my phone when I was watching this <laughs> again I, I feel so bad shitting on this movie yeah uh, uh, I don't know. You know what? I, I'm gonna say that somebody's full of bullshit on that one because I don't remember this fucking monster speaking at all. Unless, like, yelling and making noise, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, let's see. Given Stan Winston was then busy refining the story, he gave free reigns regarding the design to artists Alec Gillis, Shane Mahan, John Rosengrant, and Tom, Tom Woodruff Jr. Uh, Tom Woodruff Jr. was the one who wore the pumpkin head suit. Winston's experience regarding creature work enabled the effects not to use too much of the limited $3 million budget. Uh, So that goes back to what I was saying before. Yeah. Uh, And then the last one I've got here. Pumpkinhead's mere presence seems able to bring very powerful storms and winds. It is unknown if this this is... Let's try that again. It is unknown if this is intentional or just an unconditional side power. That's kind of a very weird sentence. 
Um, but that would be like a yeah. cool kind of effect for him to have. Like it was always very like, you know, kind of stormy and windy whenever he showed up. There was also like cicada noise too, whenever he showed up, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like those nature warnings. Yeah. Yeah. That like something crazy is going to happen. Um, so that'll do it for the trivia. Well, I guess we're going to move right along to better known as. And there's some, there's some kooky shit here. All right. <laughs> um. Okay, so I'm not really gonna go through Lance Henriksen because we've been down this this rabbit hole before. We yeah we we've we've done that before. Uh, you got Jeff East who played Chris. Uh, he played Huckleberry Finn in Huckleberry Finn and also in Tom Sawyer, like those those movies from the seventies that I think everybody watched as a kid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, like the musical, the, like the musical versions. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in a lot of TV that nobody really gives a shit about, but he was also in one episode of mash. Um, but if you know him from anything other than this, it's going to be that he played young Clark Kent in Superman. Like the, the original Superman. Oh movie. no, shit! It's like mm-hmm. the Smallville Clark Kent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So then we've got uh, John Dacino. I think that's how you pronounce his name. <clears throat> this guy, the the one who played Joel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the the shit heel. <laughs> yeah. This guy is it is TV like that's. We have like he's one of those dudes in every one of these movies that we watch. Yeah, he's done a few movies, but he has made his living on TV. Starting with, he did an episode of 21 Jump Street. He did an episode of Magnum P.I. He did two episodes of Matlock. He did three episodes of Quantum Leap. He, he was a main character in all 24 episodes of Sequest. Wow. Uh... Hey, you know what show he he was in uh, three episodes um, of? Let me guess. Murder, She Wrote. You yeah! got it! <laughs> the streak is... I noticed you threw in Matlock there. So that, that would have been like yeah. our B-level. Like, okay, we'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, but... Okay, so he was also in an episode of Seinfeld. He was in an, four episodes of Third Rock. Uh, he was in an episode of Silk Stockings. I had to throw this one in here because I used to watch this show all the fucking time, you know, for the three seasons I think it was on. He was in an episode of Martial Law. Do you remember Martial Law? I what that sounds familiar, and I, I can't place it. Okay, that that was I believe it was a USA original. Okay, uh, cop drama. Uh, with. Sammo Hung and Arsenio Hall. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. Holy that show shit, was, I do remember that. That show was fun. <laughs> Sammo Hung. For like yeah. for anybody who's not familiar, like this was he was in like a like a Hong Kong like action star 
but he was probably like yeah he, well he, he was, was a, probably clocking in at like 250 300 pounds <laughs> like, yeah. yeah that's the crazy thing like he was in all those kung fu flicks back in the day with jackie chan yeah. like they went to the they went to the same um uh oh, it was like an opera school or whatever school like, they go right to. yeah something like that yeah yeah where they learned to do all that, that like crazy tumbling and acting stuff at the same mm-hmm. time. Um. So yeah, that's Samuel. He Hong. was in um. He's, he's awesome. An action movie, an American one, in the late nineties. I want to say it was called The Corrupter. Where he's like, a, I think you're yeah, right. Like he's a cop, and I want to say like Mira Sorvino's in it. Yeah, he was in um. The third. Ip Man movie. Okay, he's like, he's basically if, if he was one of like the old masters. Yeah, like if Brian Dennehy like knew kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> that that dude is the living embodiment of Carl from Aqua Teen Force. <laughs> oh man. Fucking Holy Danny shit. Aiello right, just let me busted finish. out some kung fu moves. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, let me finish this this John DeCino All list right. here. All right, so martial law. Then he was in episodes of That's My Bush. Oh, wow! Yep, eleven episodes of Jag. Oh Jesus! Uh, one episode of Monk. One episode of CSI. Two episodes of Dexter. Like the the guy has been around, yeah, yeah. Mostly on mostly on USA and CBS, but whatever. <laughs> hey, it's a living. <laughs> uh, it's a living. Uh, then you have Kimberly Ross, who played uh, Kim. She was on three episodes of Dallas, and she had a bit part in the Last Starfighter. She played. "Quote unquote cheerleader too." Oh man, that is a movie I haven't seen in a very long time. I never seen really? it. Really? Oh yeah. god, uh, we should we should uh, group watch that movie. I want to say there's not like yeah. one monster we can pin down to do it as a podcast, but that's yeah. a movie that they've it's been trying like a... to remake forever, and like you, I don't think you can get the rights to it. The like the guy who owned, like who the original creator like still has him and still wants to do something and yeah, I, I really wish Gross. they like Steven Spielberg wanted to remake it at one point like that would have been oh, awesome shit. yeah hmm. well up next we have Joel Hoffman who played Steve uh do you remember after school movies holy shit yeah Usually teaching you like okay. some kind of moral, like don't do drugs or like don't be yep. a dick. He was in, he was in Crack, The Big Lie, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure I've seen. Oh <laughs> man! Um, but other than that, the only thing of real like note that he was in was Slumber Party Massacre Two, where he played TJ, and that movie was a steaming pile of shit. <laughs> I'm still laughing at the after like the f- school movies. I, that's a like a genre <laughs> I completely forgot about. Yeah. You just get home after school and there would be like a like a drama on like steroids are bad. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Don't drink alcohol yeah. when you're 12. 
Oh, god damn. <laughs> oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Here we go. Cynthia Bain, who played Tracy. The only thing of note that I could find, one episode of Murder, She Wrote. Because <laughs> that's the only thing that matters. Yep. <laughs> uh, Carrie Remsen, who played Maggie. Uh, she played the like somebody's girlfriend in Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. All right, it's a she I was in, seen that in forever. Yeah, it's, eh, meh. Yeah. Uh, she played Nicole in Ghoulies Two. Jesus. She did. Yeah, she did an episode of Doogie Howser and an episode of Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Uh, let's see here. Florence uh, Schoffler, who played Haggis. Uh, her acting credits go back to the 60s. But the only thing that I could find that, like, maybe I may have seen her from, or our audience may have seen her from, uh, an episode of St. Elsewhere, an episode of Hill Street Blues, and an episode of Who's the Boss. Uh, she She did a lot of, like, small bit part roles throughout the mm -hmm. years, but that's... That's really it. Um, we have George Flower, who played Mr. Wallace, and his his IMDb credits are fucking hilarious. Yeah, isn't he like a like a guy who's always like playing a drunk or something? I thought I ran across that in the trivia section. Yeah, he. Okay, so starting at like uh, was it like 1980? Is that when the Fog came out? Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, so that's when his, like, quote-unquote real acting kind of started. And in The Fog, he played Tommy Wallace, and I'm pretty sure he was, like, a, a haggard-looking old dude. But in Escape from New York, he's credited as drunk. <laughs> in Back to the Future 1 and 2, he's credited as bum. In Mac and Me, he's credited as security guard. That's it for anything, like, really notable. Mm -hmm. Like, you've, you've seen the dude in a ton of shit, but, like... He's always just like a background just like guy. A background drunk, apparently. Yeah, but from 1970 to 1978, this dude was in a ton of old porno. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the other thing. Like if, if you haven't been in Murder She Wrote on this podcast, you've been in a porno. <laughs> like the dude from uh, Fright Night. Yeah, yeah. He is. He is uh, credited as George. Buck Flower. So as Buck Flower, uh, or uh, he had another porno name. What the hell was it? Hold on. Buck Flower. Wow. Uh, C.L. Lafleur. <laughs> For you know the upscale porn. Or, yeah, or or C.D. Lafleur. <laughs> oh. oh man. It's hilarious. Um, uh, let's see. And then we move on to... Uh, because there's like a whole list of... Um, of Harleys. Like from the flashback scenes yeah. and stuff. Uh, there's Tom Harley, which I believe is the man that played uh, Ed's father. Uh, going back to 
1968 is where his his credits start. So there's not really like a whole lot that I'm super familiar with other than he was in an episode of The Virginian, which is like an old Wild West TV show, I believe. Um, A couple episodes of The Mod Squad. He was in an episode of Mannix. A few episodes of Bonanza. Like back when... Like spy shows and westerns we were the airwaves. Uh, yeah, a much simpler time. Uh, six episodes of Gunsmoke. I mean, just a lot of TV, TV miniseries, TV movie, TV series. There's a lot of stuff in the seventies and eighties. Um. Oh, he was in a, a Mothers Against Drunk Driving TV movie. That's Another like, that sounds like an after school movie. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Episode of TJ Hooker. Like really. Uh, oh, he was in Above the Law as a CIA interrogator. <laughs> the Steven Seagal classic. Uh, yeah. He was in RoboCop as Sal. Uh, Young Guns Two. Like I don't know why anybody's watching Young Guns Two. I would watch but, Young Guns 2 if it were on TV. <laughs> I watched the first one. I watched the first one. But, you know what this man was in two episodes of? Murder, she wrote. Fuck yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> what is it about this show? Episode of- like, it, like, you know, it started off as a joke, but it really is inescapable. <laughs> like, all these actors, like all these movies, <laughs> at least somebody yeah. has been in Murder, she wrote. Yeah, it's great. I love it. <laughs> I watched the the uh, the first two episodes of it the other night. <laughs> Looking for horror movie actors. <laughs> I, like, I can only hope in this age of, like, where there's a podcast for everything. Like, right now, there's a Murder, She Wrote podcast going, like, all these people are in horror movies. I don't get it. Why are all these people in horror movies? That'd be so good. <laughs> they get excited. Like, yeah, this guy was in a movie about monsters. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm trying to find like uh, like a a notable like movie this guy was in. Not really anything like episode of the X Files. Uh, couple episodes of Texas Ranger, Walker Texas Ranger. Um, an episode of NCIS because he's old and you know. Old people watch yeah, old people on TV. That's a CBS old people show. <laughs> uh, hey man, that was the original like the original joke with Jag. But <laughs> I watched it a lot. Peggy Walton Walker played um <clears throat> what the hell's her name here? Uh Ellie Harley. I think that his was his probably, mother. Yeah. yeah. What do you got here? Uh, ooh, McMillan and Wife. <laughs> a couple episodes of the Mannix. Uh, Jesus Christ. This is so bad. Oh, Days of Our Lives. She was on a couple episodes. A-Team, Dynasty, Smurfs. Like, these aren't, like, throwaway garbage shows, uh, like, by yeah, any means. Yeah, they were, like, those but... the hugest shows at the time. Like, the A-Team, like... Yeah. Yeah. Ah, thir- she was on 13 episodes of General Hospital, for fuck's sake. Like, 
you don't get to do that without being like a significant TV actor. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just, you know, like these day this day and age, who really cares about TV shows from nineteen eighty two that aren't like the super pop culture shows? Unless it's murder she wrote and obviously. Unless it's yeah. murder she wrote. <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean that's kinda it for her. An episode of Golden Girls. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I have pretty like deep knowledge of, of like movies and stuff and recognizing people from other stuff, but I didn't see anybody yeah. in this like at all. Nobody jumped out. No. Dick Warlock. Dick War- oh yeah, was uh, was Clayton Heller, and I believe he was the uh, the guy in the beginning who was being chased. Yeah, yeah, he's the one who's right? locked out of the house. They're trying to. He's, he's like yeah. uh, begging to let him in. Yeah, and you may not know Dick Warlock, but you know Dick Warlock. <laughs> You've seen Dick Warlock at some point. <laughs> I just like saying Dick yeah. Warlock. Uh, he's he's a professional stunt man, so like most of his credits are going to be for stunts. Um, he did a lot of uh, stuff with um, Kurt Russell, but uh, things that he's actually on camera like. You know him from? Um, I mean, he was he was Michael Myers in Halloween 2. And I don't know why, but Michael Myers is often credited as The Shape, which is really cool, but also confusing as yeah. well. I think he's credited as that in the first movie, and then after that, it's, you know, it's always Michael Myers in the credits. I, yeah. I don't I don't understand why, but yeah. I don't know. Um but he, I mean he's done Oh shit. You know what show he did some stunts for? What's that? Murder She yeah! Wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Oh hell yeah. What's her name? Uh, I can't think of the actress's name. <laughs> Do out there doing stunts. <laughs> <laughs> And fucking Angela, Angela, Lansbury, yeah, Angela Lansbury getting into a, a bar fight like <laughs> it's Dick Warlock. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did some stunts for the 2002 Spider-Man movie. That's crazy. Uh yeah. No, he's fucking Married great. With like he's Men in Tights. Yeah. Yep. That's a movie I haven't seen in a while. God damn. It's it's not as good as you remember it being. Really? Oh, yeah. I always laugh at those. It's okay. Jokes. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh yep, my uh my was in that. Uh as everyone knows her as Blossom. I um I watched quite a lot of Blossom when I was a kid. Yeah, I watched that all. It was like, was that on like the same time as like the Fresh Prince, like one after another, I think? Oh, I'm not I'm sure. I'm pretty sure they were. I probably didn't, I probably didn't see it when they, the episodes were like oh, premiering. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I'm old. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was 90 to 95, yeah. so. Yeah, I want to say that it was I mean, like an was... hour block with the Fresh Prince, so I, I would watch them both. Yeah. 
But yeah, uh, she's she was Blossom. She was in a lot of like kind of weird shit that you wouldn't expect her to be in, like as like in doing voice work. Like she she did uh, some voices for the Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. She did some voices for Our Real Monsters, Extreme Ghostbusters, Johnny Bravo. Did not. A couple of episodes of Hey Arnold. Obviously, she's in the Big uh, Bang Theory. Yep. Nerd face comedy. Uh, recess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do not like that show. Uh, I like. I, I. I genuinely watched it. Like it was. It was. I thought it was funny for like a couple of seasons, and then it just kind of devolved into general like, just sitcom shit. Yeah. It was blah blah blah. Star Wars joke. Yeah. Ha ha ha. I can't get laid. Ha ha Star ha. Star Trek. Yeah. I was like, ah, I'm done with this. But yeah, she did uh, Big Bang Theory, and then she she did, I don't know how many episodes of Jeopardy as a guest oh, host. She was on Curb Your Enthusiasm, too. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But everybody else... Aside from uh, Mushroom the dog, kind of, kind of a throwaway. <laughs> yeah, the dog is like the biggest star in the movie. Like, ooh. <laughs> yep. Uh, just a just a point of fact: the old hill woman, like the the old lady that you see, kind of looking through the windows and shit. Yeah. Her acting credits go all the way back to the fucking thirties. Jesus. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But outside of that, it's uh, yeah, it's really it. uh, like I said, there's like, like nobody really like jumped out at me. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some people you know, or some people you you will uh, kind of you'll kind of know if you if you go back and watch old ass TV, but that's pretty much it. Ooh, let me almost rip my headphones out of the jack. Yeah, that'd be good. Yes, <laughs> you should do that. Um, yeah, moving on. I, you know, I don't want to end if you're uh, if you still got stuff, but I was just saying, moving on to the. Uh, no, I've I've got yeah. nothing. Like these guys, these guys are scrubs. <laughs> uh, onto the crapshoot. Yeah, like I, I again, I I'm kind of th- like just stumped by how I never saw this up until now. Just because it was, it was always on HBO like way back in the day. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have HBO, but I, uh, I was constantly in the horror section of the uh, video rental. Yeah, yeah, like even yeah, when I worked in a video store, like this is still going back like early two thousands. Like I was tearing through the horror section. I did not rent this movie. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. What the fuck? I um I remember when I say like McFarlane figures put out a, a, like a pumpkin head figure when they did the horror figures. This is probably like late nineties, early two thousands. I think yeah. they did. I had like most of those and I don't know what happened to any of them. Oh yeah. really? See I I wanted a lot of those and I never wound up getting them because they were just really fucking expensive. Yeah, yeah. I think they were like 
like 15, 20 bucks. You know, it doesn't sound like much now, but at the time, this was like, you know, 20 some odd years ago. Like, that's a lot of yeah. fucking money for a figure. And even, um, even more than like the, the horror movie ones, I wanted the, um, Oh, what the hell were they? they were like they're the ones based on real people. So like they had an Elizabeth Bathory, and she was in the yes. tub that was oh. just full of blood. Yeah, that was like, like um. I think they because they did like a couple of like series of the horror ones, and then they had like a horror diorama one too. And I want to yeah. say that like the then the real people came out after that one. Out of the horror diorama, yeah. I had the the Dracula one, and the Wolfman one. Oh really? Um, did I have the? I know I had the Dracula one, um, because it came yeah. with like, like the coffin. There was like a coffin that you could like flip, uh, like underneath. So like you know, one side had like the Dracula figure where you like actually had like a hole in the chest where you could stick a stake into it if you wanted to. Yeah, oh, really? yeah. And like on the other side was like the That's bat badass. creature like version of Dracula. Um, no shit. The uh, the Wolfman one had like it was like the Wolfman, but it had like a camper, like a like a hunter type of like figure. Who you could like dismember, yeah. like having pieces, like all it was so cool. <laughs> That's yeah. Awesome. I oh, I gotta look for those. I don't know what happened to any of those figures. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. I just never really got into them because like the the figures themselves were kind of expensive, and then when I saw the those big dioramas, like they were even more expensive. Yeah. And I was unemployed, so. <laughs> Not even unemployed. Like, I hadn't even started working. Yeah, I was still, like... It was just, like... uh, I want to say those... The first horror ones came out maybe, like, 98, 99. So I was, like, working in, like, fast food and, like, you know, had no rent, no bills. or like, anything I made was... Yeah, you had... Was disposed... You had blowable money. Yeah, exactly. I remember, like, just because I had a job in high school, like, going to the mall, like, after school, like, feeling the richest person in the world with, like, $50. (laughs) Yep, <laughs> and, and leaving with garbage and yeah. no money. Uh, let's see. I had lunch. I got a copy of X Men for Genesis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I got a I got a voice right, changer. That was a sick ass game, toys. though. Fuck it. <laughs> that X Men game for Genesis was yeah. sick. I don't even care. Hell yeah! The first uh, two of them. There's two of them. They were both really good. Yeah, wasn't as good as the the stand up arcade game, but I mean, yeah, no. Nothing is. <clears throat> is it just me, or is the X Men arcade game and the Simpsons arcade game pretty much the same fucking? Oh yeah, game? yeah, yeah. It's just you, <laughs> you know, one button jumps, one button smashes. You push both, you know, both buttons at the same time. Does your special move? Like it's just a yep. reskin of the characters. Like there's really, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing. They weren't fun. And I wouldn't have it any also, other way. Also, the same game is uh, Ninja Turtles. Also, by the way. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, also an awesome game. Was that? Uh, yeah. What was the subtitle on that one? That one that wasn't Turtles in Time. No, Turtles no, in Time was, uh, was the sequel. Super Nintendo. That was just Ninja Turtles the arcade game. Um, oh, okay. Turtles in Time was uh, I want to say part four because the numbering system was all fucked up. Because like, yeah. the the Turtles one was the Nintendo game, the. And that game sucked donkey yeah, dick. The impossible fucking damn level. Uh where you have to swim through the killer seaweed and defuse all those all bombs. The... Oh, yeah. I hated that shit. 
Do you remember that scene from The Wizard? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, nobody's getting through this. Like, that's how I know this movie is fake because nobody can beat that level. Yeah, it's like that level in Battle Toads where you just like you have to make that impossible jump, and like this is before the internet. Oh, the the speeder, the speeder yeah, so level. Yeah, you couldn't just look up the code on the internet. Like, no, you had to just somehow figure out this code by pulling it out of your ass and like oh that's how you make yep. this bike jump uh and do this special thing yeah. and not just end the fucking game that you paid forty dollars for. There's there's a a very hard to reach secret like warp zone in that level. Oh and that tells you how to do it? Uh no it like it'll it'll zap you out of it so you, you can just kind of skip oh. through it. But it's it's probably harder to get to that than it is to do the jump. <laughs> oh man, I I remember being so frustrated with that when I was uh, when I was a kid. I rented that game. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, but fuck that. Yeah, fuck unless that you there was always that one level. Yeah, unless you know how to do the thing, that's just the end of the game for you. Like you can't get past it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, pumpkin head. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no let's talk about anything yeah. else <laughs> that's how you know like where we stand on the movie is what we end up talking about the crap shoot. <laughs> oh man no seriously though like if you haven't seen this movie give it a shot because you may have a different point of view on it than than we do yeah so I, I i truly feel like we're being a little bit critical um it's fun. It's it's cool to be cruel sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh god, I, I genuinely feel bad though. Like I, I just I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm gonna go back for the sequels. See if if it's like an upward trajectory for those. <laughs> um, I don't have high yeah. hopes. But... Historically speaking, with horror franchises, <laughs> mm. yeah. Although the sequel does have a really cool subtitle, it's Blood Wings, yeah. so that's pretty sick. Um, but I don't know, like, um, you know, from what I saw in the research, like, if you're if you're into indie movies, like, this might be something to check out, just because, um, you know, like, making indie movies, like, for what they did on the budget, like, you know, apparently it was it's pretty incredible. Um, and I don't want to sell them short on yeah. that fact. Like they, the, the, the creature effects are really great. The you know, again on paper, everything about this should be awesome, but it's just I don't know. The monster just didn't click for me. All right. So what is the most like on paper? This should have been awesome, but it actually sucked ass. Like what was the the most uh, quintessential version of that for you? Ooh, of any movie man. you've ever seen. Because I know exactly what it is for me. I mean, like, there's there's ones like the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Um, not the Tobey Maguire yeah. ones. And not the the Tom Holland ones. The, the, the Andrew Garfield ones. Like, the first one was like, <clears throat> eh, okay. You know, me being a yeah. huge Spider-Man fan. Like, I mean, I got into comics because of Spider-Man. Like, I left the Amazing Spider-Man 2, like, angry at the world. Like. Just, I, I fucking hate this movie. I fucking, like, I just, I remember being so angry, like, because I was thinking to myself, like, this was terrible. Even if this movie completely bombs out, 
it's going to be like 10 years before we get another reboot of Spider-Man and like not knowing like, yeah, no, it was like, yeah, two like years. not knowing <laughs> that like, yeah, homecoming was right around the corner. Thankfully completely redeeming like yeah. that movie. So, I mean like just because like, just because of the elements, like, okay, it's Spider-Man. It's got the Rhino. It's got Electro. Like, all right, cool. I should be into this. And man, I sat there for two hours, like gritting my teeth and just like, yeah, it did. It did have all the classic Spider-Man stuff. Yeah, it. like it's got the death of Gwen Stacy storyline. Like that should be like huge, you know. Like it's they're yeah. finally putting this on screen, and man, I, that movie just like oh, I was so angry. Ah, <laughs> uh, for yeah. me, in the name of the king. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but was you remember did that you now? Really expect it like to work though, or like did you expect it to be bad I enough ex- to enjoy? Because it wasn't. You know? No, man, I expected it to be a good fantasy movie because of like U Bowl notwithstanding. I figured everything else that this movie had going for it could like. I don't know, like disqualify his shittiness, mm, mm. but it just kind of brought it to the forefront. Like, okay, if you can, if you can discount, you know, you bowl directing it. All right, you've got Jason Statham. All right, like, uh, you know, whatever. Like, I don't remember who else is in it. The thing. Oh, there's a whole well, list of amazing people in this the fucking thing movie. that is the the biggest red flag of all red flags. And as the wizard, Ray Liotta. <laughs> like, that right there. <laughs> Should have been, like, the obvious, like, oh, this is going to suck. Oh, <laughs> to the internet. Hold You know, and, and not a slight against Ray Liotta. I, like, I fucking love Goodfellas. One of my favorite movies. When I think wizard, Ray Liotta is not the person I think of. Henry Hill casting but, spells is not who I think of. <laughs> but listen, like, not even, like, who's assigned to what role. You've got Jason Statham. You've got Ron Perlman. You've got Ray Liotta. You've got John Reese davies You've got Matthew Lillard. Like. You got fucking Burt Reynolds for Christ's sake. That's right. He was the king in that movie. Yeah, Yeah. I guess on paper, this should be good. And holy shit, was it It, And it had... Oh, it was so fucking bad. And it was based on, loosely, the Dungeon Siege video game, which is awesome. (laughs) What the fuck was the... uh, (laughs) What was... uh, I'm trying to find the... um, the budget for this movie because I know it was huge. Yeah, sixty million. That's right. I remember we he kept bringing that up when we were watching it. Like, yeah, this caught. You could have made twenty pumpkin heads for the, the name, the name <laughs> of the game. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. I'm so mad at this movie. I'm legitimately angry right now <laughs> um you know what was God another movie it. like that for me was uh was it follows remember that movie 
Um, Maybe like five years ago or so. It was like, it was supposed to be like the new, like big horror movie. I want to say that this is maybe like a year or so before Hereditary. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's yeah. It, just, it was all like built up. It sounded awesome, and like it's about like you know basically like a sexually transmitted ghost, pretty much. <laughs> and I, I just remember like on paper, I should dig this movie, and hating the fuck out of that movie when I saw it. Like Clapsper, the friendly ghost. <laughs> Uh, it follows. I just remember being like, yeah, more like that was a that was a bad joke, and I feel bad for myself. It follows, <laughs> but uh, also it got like great critical acclaim, and like I think it made a shitload of money. And I'm just like, that's all right. Man. I'm gonna piss a bunch of people off right now and say I didn't like Hereditary, and I didn't like Midsummer. Uh, Hereditary, I I dug like uh, seeing it in like in a, in a theater, like in a communal experience was cool, just because people. Tonally, tonally, I yeah. liked it. Uh, uh, the, the payoff wasn't. Yeah, there for Midsummer, me. I thought was a fucking letdown. It's, Ari Aster just likes watching old people be fucking naked. Like that's his thing. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You know what? It's, you know what's really creepy, guys, is if you get a bunch of old people and put them in get a cult naked. and make them be naked, naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah which i mean i guess you're not wrong but I, like at least like hereditary was what like two hours long fucking yeah. midsummer like was i think three hours long and slow and fucking dry the whole way yeah i mean there were cool scenes like rad shit happened but a rad movie didn't happen yeah it, like that's what you get when you try to build a three-hour horror movie on like tone because there's there's not like yeah. a whole lot of like okay you have like old people jumping off the cliff at one point like all right it's gruesome it's not scary you know yeah um and the like the 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 juxtaposition juxtaposition of all the like super bright technicolor filming yeah. versus all the like really dark tone yeah i mean that's cool but, like, that's kind of the only thing it had going yeah. for it. Yeah, I, I was much, much... It was just jarring. Much more let down by that movie. I, I, I liked Hereditary. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything against a slow burn. I liked The Witch, you know? But... That's one I gotta watch again. I fell asleep when I was watching that. I can believe yeah, that. Because it's a super slow burn. It's super slow. But anyway, that's uh, that's Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I, I I wish you. I don't know. I might I might find myself watching it again somewhere down the road, but not gonna be anytime soon. Yeah, same here. Like, it, I don't even. I was just say like, if it's on, I might toss it on. But I don't even know if that's that's the case. Like. <laughs> mm. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, what a bummer like way to end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're old and angry yeah. about everything. Yeah, yeah. Pumpkinhead wasn't to my liking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. If you like this show, 
check out our website, www.bigdumbmonsterspodcast.com. Uh, if you want to email us, email us at bigdumbmonsters at gmail.com. You can, you can throw us some movie suggestions or critique the show or anything you want to do. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, you go right ahead and do that at dumb underscore monsters. Or if you want to find us on Facebook, we are Big Dumb Monsters Pod. Um, whatever service you're listening to us through, if there's a rating system, uh, do us a favor and give us a, a five star rating and you know leave a review, subscribe. Uh, that way you'll always know when we put out a new episode. You can hear more of our uh, um, complaining about <laughs> things we couldn't uh, achieve ourselves. <laughs> yeah, old man yells at the sky. <laughs> and that's going to do it for us, guys. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye-bye.